welcome to Think with Sarav. So glad you're here. The purpose of this podcast is to help you grow deeper in relationship with God. And if you don't believe in God, please stay tuned because there's great content here you don't want to miss. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share. Now here is Sarav. What really matters? I'm going to talk about that today. You know, we have to remember there is something lurking in the shadow. And the shadow of death is always there. That's the greatest thing we have to remember, that the death is lurking in the shadow. Not because uh, we are not aware of that. Probably we're not thinking about it too much. Not to the point where we exhaust ourselves of fear and then worry and we slide into this eternal uh, bliss of ignorance. And that is not really bliss, actually. That is a curse. You do not know something doesn't mean that that thing which you do not know not is not happening. It is happening. It's ongoing. Just because you ignored it doesn't mean that it's not there, right? It may be blissful. There are certain things you don't want to know, and there are certain things you don't care about. But most, mostly, for the most part, you do want to know certain things. You do want to know something. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What really matters? What matters for you to know and what matters for you not to know? I think there are certain things you have to know. And one of them is death and your life, potentially. You have to know such things because that is going to determine who you are, determine what what you're going to do, determine where you are going to end up in the future. You see, what is, what is to be delusional? What is, what is delusional, actually? Uh, I want to share a joke, if you can call it a joke, because it carries a serious amount of weight. It says, A bird was flying by when it accidentally hit the windshield of a car, knocking itself unconscious. The driver with pity picked up the bird uh, to nurse back to health. When the bird finally woke up, found itself confined in a small cage. The bird thought for a bit and concluded, he said, Oh, the accident must have killed the driver. That is why I am in this prison. So it may not be that funny, but it is. it certainly has a lot of truth in it. That is to be a delusional. The bird thinks that it killed the driver, therefore it ended up in the prison. Well... In reality, we know the fact that the bird was carried by a a car owner to nurse it back to health. He wanted to take care of the bird because, oh, he thought, oh, poor bird, that poor pitiful bird. I better get it and just when it's ready. I mean, a normal person would do that. A pitiful at least who loves animal will do that. Not everybody has time to do that. But that is the reality. But the bird's perspective is delusional. It is It is undiscovered. It is unfinished. It's a raw and crude thought. And that is really something we have to understand because it has a limited nature. It has a limited understanding. The bird, sometimes we perceive matters. We look at the situation from this untrue, from this unreal perspective, and that probably may not be true. So, we humans have 
our existence going on. We humans had made we, we had made this judgment over existence and the vastness of God's glory, right? We have made this decision saying that some of us at least that God doesn't exist and that God does not care. We have made this decision. Remember this. When you and I set our foot outside our shelter, outside our home, there is no guarantee, right? There is no guarantee that we'll survive the day, not necessarily because you did something wrong, not necessarily because you were the reason behind it, not necessarily because you are a reckless driver, you're a reckless person. None of that is true. Sometimes it is true that you will not certainly make the day because somebody else's fault. Right. The the reality is that somebody else might come and wreck your car. Somebody might come and attack you. Somebody might come and you may be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that ought to terrify every single of us in the to our core because death has no guarantee. There is no guarantee that you'll make a day. There is no guarantee that absolutely everything are in your control because nothing is in your control. That ought to terrify you. You can, you know, you can be, you can be someday at somewhere and someone might drive drunk and kill you. You may be minding your own business and walking down the road and a ball from the field comes flying and strikes you and kills you instantly. You know, you're flying a plane, not knowing it will crash and take your life. Remember 9-11? The people who were on that plane, which fell in the Pittsburgh, did any of the passengers in the plane thought uh, that they will not make it home. I don't think anybody thought they would die on the way, definitely not from New York to Washington, D.C., like a couple, several hours of um, flying. I'm sorry to give you that morbid example, but that's the reality. We have not taken into consideration our own existence and vastness of God. We think there are a lot of things in our control, but the truth is not a lot of things may be in our control. You know, some other example, you may diagnose cancer or a disease that leaves you crippled for the rest of your life. You may turn into a victim of some unpredictable darkness that you think you have a control over, but you have no control over. If you think ever for a second that you have control over the incidents or circumstances or the events around you, maybe you are a little bit delusional. Maybe you are not that correct about the matter. It's something to think about because every day thousand people die just because they were victim of, a victim of somebody else's action because they did not do they did they they were wrong at the wrong time at the wrong place they were there and they died we know their stories over and over and over again you and i have no control over the what worst thing might befall on us what worst thing that might happen to us and we may just lose our life in a matter of second and and that question must that that this reality this picture this scenario must bring us to this question how do i live my life today what really matters to me today 
What really matters to me today, if I die instantly at this moment, is there a thing that I'll regret? Is there a thing that I have not settled? Is Are there people that I have not come across face-to-face and apologized, loved on them, given time to them? And many of these questions must render us this answer, this scenario where you are uh, blameless in the presence of God. Above everything else, your relationship with Christ, is it declining? Is it now? Is it? Have you listened to yourself? Have you prayed and read your Bible every day so that you do not end up like in this scenario? You do not end up where you shouldn't be ending up. Because the reality is, there is a heaven, there is a hell, there is a place where God is now waiting and will deliver a judgment against all the people of this earth. How do you navigate every day of your life like this? Certainly not fearful and hopeless, right? Certainly not every day you don't want to wonder, oh, will I die today? Will I perish today? Will I? No, that's not how you want to live. But in the back of your mind, most of us don't really think about this. Is it a good thing, though? I mean, is it a good thing that we don't think about death and every day? Well, you don't want to think about death in a way that scares you, that frightens you, and you do not live your life as you're supposed to live. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, you have to think about death in a manner that it is going to come because it's a certainty. Nobody will escape the death. Everybody will die. But as you think about this, as you think about this, how do you determine your life to be? What do you think needs to be changed? How do you navigate everything that's going on right now? How do you put them together and decide? You see, if you had thought about death often, if you had thought about the reality that we're not going to live forever, perhaps we would be less selfish, would be less greedy, less angry less spiteful of other people, probably would make the right decisions, good decisions. You know, in the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 16 to 21, Jesus paints this point beautifully. In one of his parables, he he points out uh, the the state of ignorance. He, He points out that you're not supposed to be ignorant. Look at this. Look at this. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. It says, Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile land that produced fine crops. He said to himself, What should I do? I don't have rooms for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and all other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, drink, eat, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. We notice a couple of things in these parables by Jesus, right? We see the arrogance of this rich man. You may ask, how how do you see arrogance in this one? He's just doing whatever he worked for. Well, he is doing whatever he uh, hard labored for. 
But certainly that doesn't make him an arrogance. Well, let's just think about it for a second. You see, he is being so certain about the future as we are, as most of us are. The certainty of the future is not in your hands. It's the God who, who makes all of the things happen. He is arrogant of the future. He's saying he will live tomorrow. Well, we could say optimistic. But is that not the case in this in this parable? He's being a little bit arrogant about and a bit ignorant. You know, he's saying, yes, confidently I'll live. Confidently, all that I have right now is my own hands work. It is not who it is not God who provided for me. I don't have to worry about the things of tomorrow because I got a lot of things. And how can you be certain of what you will do tomorrow? Can you be certain about what you'll do tomorrow? A lot of people did not who die who die accidentally who die death they are not cer- they are not uncertain of tomorrow they think they will rise up they will th- they think they, they will go to work but clearly in this man's in this parable it is not true it is not right so how can you be confident how can you say in confidence that you'll do such and such i don't think we are destined per se, you know, but we are certainly affected by that kind of decision. So another thing we see is the assumption of production. What do I mean? Yes, he assumes that fertile land and the providence of his own will multiply and he created all of that. God is the one who provides. God is the one who has provided and multiplied everything that he has. But somehow this rich man thought this is his own production. He assumed that he produces all of the land and and the crops in it. And he made those land fertile. That probably isn't true because what God said later is he, he has this judgment upon him saying, you thought you are the you you are the you are the one who made all of this you thought you brought land to be fertile you thought you could live another day that is god's judgment that's the deception we're living are we all living in that kind of um, that kind of perspective are we thinking that that hey i will live tomorrow i will have everything under control i will do that this is my own doing this is what i do this is what i've done from this story i we can see that the deception of of the rich man is probably similar to our deception of this current culture but clearly we can see sometimes, <laughs> you, you may say, well, it appears that God is being a little bit harsh and unkind. He just made it un, un, unkind. But we should strive to see a bigger picture. Let's not be like that bird in our story. Because we cannot kid ourselves by calling on God's action. He sees from beginning to the end. He sees from the past, present to the future at one from one point of reference he does not have the half unfinished picture he has everything from the beginning to the end he knows everything so when he makes decisions we may not understand how and why he did it but certainly we must trust in him for what he did so if we do try to uh, judge God, we may appear, we are foolish than the bird in our story, right? We are foolish. This is a perfect portrayal of how you have no control over any matter, like this rich man. 
This is what Jesus is explaining. You need something to hold on to. The voyage is tough. The sea is monstrous and unpredictable. You might get knocked over anytime, anywhere. Before the sea swallows you up, you need to tightly hold on something strong, something strong like Jesus. Now, none of us carry anything with us to our grave. We know that. We have heard of this saying, statement over and over again. We have said, we have heard people talk about in rich, your riches and glory you do not take to the grave. And that is true. It may be cliche, but yet we know that. And sometimes we have a tendency and we have we are so determined in a way to overlook this truth and act as though you actually carry something. Act as though you carry everything. We protect it in a way that we think we are going to carry this to our death. You know, only thing we'll carry to our death is our body. It is so bizarre that we end up tyrannizing our brothers and sisters in such unspeakable and detestable evil deeds, not knowing reality of the end. We do not know what is coming up. The greed and the, the murders, you know, we witness these crimes. We hear about these crimes, the evil deeds of men and women that, that shakes to our core. One of the events is Holocaust. What happened in Holocaust is, if you know this story, if you have heard of it, if you have heard of the fragmented stories of a man who spent their time in concentration camp, you will be terrified what we are capable of, what man is capable of. You will be terrified. No wonder, right? No wonder God wiped out the whole world in a flood. If the sin of our our sin is so great right now in this generation, then imagine what kind of sin we committed that God decided to wipe all the men from the planet. What did we do? What did we do? That's, you know, I don't want to even recall the crimes and all that happens every single day in our in our earth. A lot of people die. A lot of people are rape, murder, and and. The selling of women and children, slaves, slavery of sin, the sexual slavery of sin. These all things are happening right now. And we know this is because, because we see, we hear them in news. All of this, they just make us shudder. Now, where is all of this come from? Where does this evil mind and heart come from? Well, the answer is very simple. Sin. The sin is the problem of all in the beginning. We know that. That Adam and Eve let in the sin and let in this element, the darkness, that would control us. That would control us. This is precisely why Jesus came. Now, death is the result of sin. On the cross, the death was defeated. Also, we need to remember that. The death was encountered in the Garden of Eden, and then death was confronted in the cross of Jesus Christ. On that cross, the death was confronted. Now, that's why Paul says, where is the sting of this sin anymore, right? Where is the sting? Where is the superiority of this sin? Jesus was nailed to store and it established the kingdom on that cross. It cost the Son of Man. For all the sins we are doing right now, all the evil, all that is happening right now, God, his, God, 
God's begotten Son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross 2,000 years ago. He died on that cross. The human race, after something so set, uh, temporary, we're after something so so temporal, not eternal. We're running after that uncertain that what will happen to us. We need to abandon this mindset of temporary thinking. If we understand that the sin is causing us to stumble and is contributing for us to meditate on the present, on now, we need to abandon that earthly thinking. We need to abandon that right now gratification. We need to, the goal is not to survive, it's to survive better. Right, we need to we, we we need to get off the throne of our making decision. Now, this should be the Savior who died on the cross. Is the I talked about hold onto something strong earlier. There's nothing to hold onto strong except through Jesus Christ. You need to you need the captain of that ship. The ship you are on is a is a shaky one. It's a it, it, it's it's going to fall anytime. It's a very shaky one. You need you need to hold onto something perfectly screwed railing. That is Jesus Christ. If you are not holding onto Jesus Christ, it must terrify you. The death must terrify you, and many other things must terrify you. Now, those who who are Christians, we better be careful, right? You better behave as children of God. Don't be here on earth. Don't be deceived by temporary things. And the and don't enslave yourself to the present. Don't think that this is precisely this is right now is the moment of your moment of your fulfillment. Don't hold on to anything that is unrighteous. Don't store up wealth, greed, addiction, sorrow. Don't hold up anything. Are they holding you up? Don't put them in your heart. You need to die to yourself. Remember, you're going, you're going to encounter Jesus one day, and you had better have these clean hands from all kind of impurities, all kind of sin. And if you wonder why you are sad, depressed, lonely, and deprived of joy, the reason you're holding everything is to yourself is because you are selfish. You are self-centered. You're narcissistic. Our thinking must shift from now, from me to eternity. That's what we need to do. So I mentioned a lot of wireless scenarios earlier about the death, how we might encounter all of them, right? I painted them. They aren't necessarily evil or bad, are they? Death can be sometimes liberating. In fact, for Christians, death is liberating because death means we get to go to Jesus Christ. Death means we get to... We get to be with the, in the presence of the Heavenly Father. If we fear this uncertainty of death, we must ask ourselves, Christians, that do I really know Christ then? Do I really know the one who holds the keys of heaven and earth? Do I really have his hand in my hand? We need to ask that question. If the answer is no, I hope it, it terrifies you, not knowing that if you will make it to heaven. I hope it terrifies you because you have no idea what awaits you. You, you you better watch yourself constantly. I'm not saying because I want to scare you. I want, I'm saying all of this because I want you to be careful. I want you to have Jesus in your life because I can tell you the truth. I can tell or I can tell you the lie. The lie is have fun. <laughs> the lie is enjoy your day. 
The lie is you can have a great day. You can think positive. You don't have to think negative. You can have awesome day. That's your, that's the lie. And if you want me to tell the truth, the truth is this, my friend. The earth is temporary. Right now is temporary. We will certainly die one day. We are going to face Jesus Christ. And Jesus is going to require an account of your life. And if you, if in that life, in that equation of life, if, if Jesus isn't there and you lived your life sinful and in a heart, you, you need to be restored. You need to be renewed. And you cannot be renewed. Your spirit is, if your soul is sinful, you need the spirit of God. And if that's not the case, then you need to, Return to God, obey and trust in Him, and that's the truth. And I say for Christians that death should not scare you because death is liberating. Death is death has no power over us. Remember what Apostle Paul says. Apostle Paul says, through our Lord Jesus Christ, we have victory over death and power of sin. So there is no reason for you to live in fear. You must be at the door of God, and you must ask yourself, where am I now? What my, re what my heart really wants. We must reconcile to Jesus if that's not the way we are, right? Those who have embraced the cross and died themselves and really sought after God. Ask again, where's that emotion arising from? We have one goal, that is to know God. We are these heralded men and women of God. So there's no worry. You don't have to worry about death because we have found Jesus. Now, you need to remove everything yourself from everything of this world. And you'll know that no matter where you die, no matter when you die, you'll end up in one place that is in heaven, that is in God's presence. So, one thing you need to remember is you need to die to yourself. You need to die to yourself. You need to die to your greed, your emotion, your, your roller coaster. You need to die to all the sinfulness of this world. You need to live for God. You need to die. And only that can make you a dead person. Only that can make you happy because a dead person doesn't feel. He's not alive to any of that. And we Christians, we people of God, must be dead to all these things. <laughs> right? And that's the truth. We have to be careful. Are we more concerned about present? Are, are we more worried about death and all that? If that is the case, you need to ask yourself, am I in the presence of God? If if you are not, today is the day that you be, we, you better be. And, and look at this. Jesus encourages us in Luke 12, 29 to 31. It says, so as for you, do not say what will you eat and what will you drink? nor have an anxious and unsettled mind. For all the pagan nations of the world greedily seek after these things, and your, but, and your heavenly Father already knows what you need, right? So strive to seek His kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. First, seek the kingdom of God. Finally, I want to wrap up by saying, let us not ignore and defy the cruelty of this world. Right? At the same time, let us not undermine the greatness of our God and Savior. A life surrender at the feet of Jesus is a victorious life. Absolutely, there's no doubt evil exists. And so does God. So does God's goodness. So there is no fellowship, remember, between God and evil. There's nothing. 
It has nothing to do with that. So we must avoid the illusion of li living apart from God. You cannot live apart from God. We must dispossess the grip on the material things of this world. Jesus tells not to run after the things of this world because our Father is enough. He will provide. He's aware of our needs and he will sustain through all of our needs. God must be in control of your life. We must not because, again, you cannot add another day in your life. You will die anytime. You have no idea when. And then you must surround yourselves around God. So let us not be delusional about that. Let us not be delusional about life. Let us not disregard the dark and evil presence in this world. Also in the uncertainty of this world, we are provided with a hope and salvation in Christ Jesus, right? Christ Jesus. So Jesus is, is true. You need to discover. You need to obey and trust Jesus. You need to remember that the life from the beginning until now is uncertain. Tomorrow is uncertain. Death is certain. And all of these things are certain. So where are you? Are you living in the presence of the living God? Are you thinking that you're in control of all the matter like the rich man? Are you thinking that you cannot worry about anything for tomorrow and you are invested in something temporary? Are you thinking that you are led by the greed and all of that? Be careful. Be careful. And remember, as long as God is with you, nothing can happen to you. No bad thing can happen to you. So I want to encourage you to seek God, to believe and trust in God. Give your life to Jesus. And if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have nothing to worry about. God is our protector. He'll protect us. He will be with us. Even if he doesn't protect us, we'll be in the presence of the living God. And that is my encouragement for you today.